Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the book of Acts in the third chapter. And, you know, this third chapter is basically about uh, two things that come, the same story. Uh, The first thing is that there is a healing that takes place, okay, a healing that takes place. And out of that healing, there's a message that comes forth, okay? And I want us to see some principles here. We, we know, most of us will know the second chapter of Acts. If I say that to you, you'll say, oh, yeah, that's the, um, the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came down. People quite often say, that's the day the church was born. Eh, it's not exactly right, I don't think, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. But we don't know other things that are going on in the book of Acts. So I, I want us to sort of try to put some of these things into our mind where we can sort of uh, recount them. So in this third chapter, remember what happened? We've already looked at the first nine or ten verses here. Peter and John were going to the temple, and it was the hour of prayer. They were going to pray. Okay, And so when they believed that Jesus was Messiah, they didn't quit being Jews in their mind. Okay, They continued to go about and do things. Well, they encountered a man that had been lame from birth. And you remember the account. Peter and John go to them and say, goes to him and say, Silver and gold have I none. But we do what we do possess, we're going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, rise, walk. And remember, Peter seized him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately this guy's feet were strengthened, his ankles were strengthened. Now he'd never walked before. Lame from his mother's womb, remember? He leaps up, and he begins to walk, and he begins to leap, and he begins to praise God. He goes into the temple, which he was never allowed to go into because of his infirmity, and all the people saw him, and they saw him walking, and they saw him praising God, and they were dumbfounded. Scripture says they're filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. They knew who he was. Verse 11 says this, While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called portico of Solomon, full of amazement. So it's, it's a colonnade area, the portico of Solomon. And it's interesting the detail that Luke gives us in this thing, that this occurred, the man used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple, okay? At the time of day that this occurred, what the... Uh, what was going on that time of day, a day of prayer, how this man goes in, how the people come out, and they see him clinging to Peter and John. He wouldn't let go of him. He was hanging on to him. Well, would we not react in that same way? <laughs> okay. Never been able to walk, always having his lifestyle, the way you're dependent upon others in a, in a, in a very uh, uh, trying, troubling kind of way, perhaps. Okay. So now the people see this. They are full of amazement. Now, verse 12, watch this, Acts 3, verse 12. But when Peter saw this, when he saw what? When he saw the people coming out, when he saw the people full of amazement, when he saw the people full of wonder and awe as to what had occurred, when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, And then the balance of this chapter is Peter's reply to the people. 
He's speaking to the people. Now, all too often we come along and say, oh, well, this, this is Peter's sermon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. Okay, we got we got to get over that mindset. We do the same thing in the second chapter of Acts. Oh, Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. Well, yeah, yeah, but no. <laughs> no, <clears throat> because when we say in our culture, in our society, uh, somebody's sermon, we actually say it that way. It's like they came up with this great thing. I've actually heard that said before. <laughs> I've shared a story in previous times. But, uh, you know, a pastor, he's, he's a good guy. But he literally says, this, well, I sat down and I made up this sermon. I came up with a sermon. I made up. And well, when I listened to it, he was absolutely right. It was made up. It wasn't of God. It was made up of man. Okay. And we associate that. We, we have this thing where somebody's standing behind a particular type of furniture, and then they're speaking in a particular kind of way, and the people that are receiving are sitting there in a particular posture and position, being dared to move or respond in any form or fashion. And that's not at all what was going on here. That's not at all how we're supposed to be proclaiming the good news of the gospel and the kingdom of God. We do so in everything that we do in life. And here they are. They are amazed. They are dumbfounded because they know who this guy is. They know who he is. And here he is completely, totally healed. Peter sees it. He sees how they're responding. And he seizes the moment. Folks, do we seize the moments that the Lord gives us? Look what he says. The first thing Peter does is ask him a question. He replies to them. It says this, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you gaze at us as if by our own power or piety we've made him walk? Now, see, folks, that is profound because that right there addresses really so many problems within the body of Christ today is that we sort of like those gazes. Remember how I told you to pay attention to this, that little phrase gaze? Peter and John saw this man and they cast their gaze upon him. And they saw that God was doing something. And they reached down and say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, walk. And they grab him by the hand and they pull him up and the guy walks. Here, the people are gazing at Peter and John and they're gazing at them in wonder and amazement. And Peter says, wait, wait, what are you talking about? Why are you amazed at this? Why are you gazing at us as if by our own power or by our piety, you know, our holiness, our righteousness, that we've made him walk. Tell you what, it is too easy to allow the gaze of man to be cast upon you, to allow that little subtle thing, oh, it really was by my power, by my ability to communicate the truth right here that somebody responded. It really is by my power and by my piety that the body of Christ is growing here. I tell you, it's a subtle thing. <laughs> Nowadays, it's not, not necessarily so subtle, okay? So he cuts to the get-go at the very beginning. He deals with the pink elephant in a colonnade right here. The people were gazing at them. They were amazed, and they were thinking it's something that Peter and John had done. Peter was having nothing to do with it. Listen to the next verse, verse 13. He says this, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. <laughs> Peter, again, 
does not let them off the hook as to what they did to Jesus. You know, that's actually politically incorrect nowadays to even teach this or preach this or talk about this among the body of Christ because people are so fear-filled with being interpreted and called some type of name. Peter keeps driving home the point. He did it over in the second chapter. He's doing it right now. He's letting them know. No, no, no. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the God of our forefather. And he, here's what he's done. He's glorified his servant, Jesus. That same Jesus I told you all about on the day of Pentecost, okay? That same Jesus that you delivered to Pilate, the one that you disowned in the presence of Pilate, when Pilate had decided to release him, Peter's given us some interpretation as to what happened with Jesus in those last few days, in that last few hours. Now, remember, what, what had Peter done? Peter had denied him. <laughs> yeah. Peter, he, Peter's come on. Man, I know. I know because I, I committed sin there too. I know. It's this same Jesus that the Father has glorified. Now, I went to stop right here because I'm out of time. <laughs> but this is the phenomenal thing that he's saying from the get-go because he's going to let them know it's the same Jesus that you delivered over to Pilate, this one that you disowned. This is the one that has delivered this man. And you know what? He can deliver you too. That's what he's going to say to them. That's what he's saying to us, folks. Well, again, my time's up. We'll continue in the next episode. I'll see y'all then. <laughs>